let me ask you this. Could we add in the winner of the league gets to decide... Well, the winner of the league actually has to plan the draft, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh-huh. allegedly. What if What if he wins and he makes us all play broomball? I see that as a, a massive win. <laughs> yeah. Although, I don't know, man. I feel like broomball is one of those games where like the name is like really... Uh, like. It's, it doesn't come off as a game that's like super hardcore or anything, but then you mm-hmm. get out on the broomball court. Next thing you know, you're taking one between the eyes. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about between the eyes, but it's also a ball, and you hit it with a broom. But, yeah, but what is tricky is you have to ice skate the whole time. Oh, what? The... I'm pretty sure you ice skate yeah, the whole time. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. One time, uh, when we were having people over at our house, like my parents. We had cleared out the pond, and I'm pretty sure my mom or dad went to, like, Goodwill and just bought up all of their ice skates, like, all of these (laughs) terrible ice skates, and we just tried to skate out there for a little bit, and I don't think it worked that well. No. Good ice is is hard to find. Yeah. (laughs) No one wants to make good ice anymore. No, no. Could you imagine if we had also bought a Zamboni for that? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> get me out on the Zambone. I feel like that's a life goal. Yeah, well... Just getting out on the Zambone. The thing is, is you gotta be good at ice skating if you're gonna be on the Zamboni, because how would you know good ice or not? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like becoming a domain expert, right? You can't be the Zamboni driver before you know how to skate well. Yeah, that, that's what Cy would call set tripping. <laughs> that's, that's when you're <clears throat> tripping on someone else's set. You know, uh, so like uh, if I said if I was on the Zambone and some guy <laughs> says suit up, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing, that's set tripping. Could you imagine walking into your local Y and fucking <laughs> calling out the Zamboni driver to get on the ice? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, just, race. <clears throat> just get on like the loudspeaker over the thing with some ice skates in your hand, like, mm. hey, <laughs> just drop like, get over here. <laughs> How'd this guy get in the booth? <laughs> Brett Favre goes back to pass. He pumps. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. It was intercepted by Tracy Porter. Near side to the 40. And John Sullivan runs him down at the 47-yard line. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. Looking at that play, he should have just held on to it, Paul. He should have. He could have easily gotten five or six yards if he would have just pulled that thing down and dove forward. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. All right. We're in. Shad Dynasty 2022 first podcast. How you feeling? Good to be back on the sticks? <sighs> it's good to be back in the in the saddle, man. I feel like every single fall, I'm like, I feel like, like there's no way I was this excited last year. Mm-hmm. And it seems like I'm getting more and more excited, but... Um, I think it's going to be a great year, like the NFL just in general, but I think in terms of our league, we got a lot of people who maybe haven't been as relevant and are going to become more relevant. Yeah. Year, so year three, it is like, 
kind of we had some obvious tankers and then we are have them back on the upswing it's like the first year where our first well kevin kevin would say last year he's the first tanker and he had like a relevancy last year and he definitely did mm. but now we have eric potentially coming back into the fold we have mm. honestly we might have broomball coming back into the fold i was checking <clears> out his team Little little bit of spoiler. This is the broomball episode. <laughs> little bit of spoiler. Uh, but I was checking out his team, and he's got a couple guys. Yeah, he's got guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no question, he's got guys. <laughs> he definitely's got guys. So another thing, the season is upon us. We're like I was trying to organize that other fantasy draft, the redraft that we're talking about, casual the casuals. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like two weekends until football is back. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. It seems like like post COVID, everyone's summer has just been consistently just packed to the gills, and then you like blink, the summer's over, and football's here. Mm-hmm. Whoever designed like just the calendar in general, I don't know if it was the Romans. They did a bang up job. Yeah. Because they probably nestled football right in there, right? Yeah. They they definitely earmarked it. <laughs> they 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 wrote it and at least pencil back in the day. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would, I, I'm kind of jazzed up right now. I just kind of want to talk about these emerging teams a little bit. I don't know. Where yeah. You're at. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you, but let's get a little bit of league review. And so, and oh, the last, and the last year had a, another absolutely legendary playoff run, uh, which <clears> I, <throat> which I hang my head on of, uh, knocking Lapar out again. Sorry, absolutely. Nick. Sorry, Nick. Devastating. <laughs> and then putting up me versus Duncan in the ship. And it was it was another slog. There is something about my team of putting up fat numbers in the semifinals and then getting to the championship and going like 130 and like living on 130. But mm-hmm. something about last year of Duncan going to the semis in uh like it's it is on what i believe is get in the playoffs and you can win like your team mm-hmm. can get hot at any moment so mm-hmm. like getting in the playoffs and having like starting caliber players that can put up points is very important <clears throat> yeah and i think that's awesome like the fact that like half the league is dancing you know what i mean mm. it feels like every single team that like like there are teams that you just expect to be there right like you you can identify those teams at the start but there's some teams that are like, kind of like, uh, come March, you know what I mean? They make a run in the Big Ten tournament, boom, they win that thing, they win their conference tournament, and they're dancing and they're hot. They got a lot of energy, you know what I mean? And Duncan last year was that team. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Anwar's team fits that profile a lot too. Uh, I don't want to see him at all in the playoffs. No, 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 I generally don't. And I have, it's been a little bit unfortunate for me because I have generally owned Anwar's picks, so I've like naturally been rooting against him and wanting him to get knocked out. But Anwar's team is generally so chaotic that like <laughs> now that I don't own any of his picks, it's like, yeah, I kind of do want to see him win. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, he just gets in the mud, dude. Yeah. He just gets in the mud. And he... Nick's team is, is like Duke for the longest time, right? They were just... They they were just dominant in the in the season and they would just get knocked out in the early round. I don't know why I got so many college basketball references <laughs> floating around right now, but dude, I I'm not joking. I thought you were talking about like he is Ducal, like like he like I was like yeah, he's kind of like a Duke, like he's uh, he's high ranking. Yeah, sure. Where's this one going? <laughs> okay, well he could be that too. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, with winners every year, there's also losers. Loser of the toilet bowl is Broom Bowl. And he, oh. un, unfortunate, unfortunate. Oh, I didn't, I didn't prep on how that happened, but I think he just lost all the games in the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like, is there are people that get into that toilet bowl and genuinely do not want to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would imagine that like no one wants to lose it, but like, if you're sitting there trying to win and you can't win in the toilet bowl, there cannot be a worse feeling. Yeah, yeah, that feels bad. <laughs> definitely feels um, bad. and he's, but I think the... he is gone i don't know if he's actually gone on record but i'm gonna say he has he's gone on record saying that he won't do his punishment until kevin does his so he has gone on record um <sighs> we gotta get and I, moving. I, I can respect that i mean <laughs> it reminds <laughs> it reminds me of duncan doing the beer mile the first year for our other league <laughs> And then Kate loses it the next year and refuses to do it. And then Duncan was the only one who had to do the beer mile. And I and just keep thinking about the video of Duncan in just pure pain. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle's just sitting out there with the camera like, it's all right, buddy. Yeah, just in, in the public park with people like just enjoying their like weekend yeah. afternoon, like pushing kids in strollers and shit. <laughs> Yeah, it did not look it did not look fun. No. no, I, no I think no. it's a good precedent to set though. We really need that to get done. Um, you know, regardless of where you're at at the time, you know, I feel like we've given a pretty good leeway on uh finishing these things. So Well, there's there's um, penalties now, so it can only go on so long until we start uh removing picks or hiring hitmen, you know. And uh, you know Nick is sitting there Oh yeah, rubbing his hands. Rubbing his hands together. <laughs> He's ready to in, in, put those punishments down. Oh yeah. So, um, do you wanna any anything else before we get into uh, get into Mr. Broomball's team, the Broomball? Um, I mean, we could potentially just address that there were some roster rule changes uh, mm, in the off season. Yep, changed it. It seems. Well, change the three wide receiver in 2024 kickoff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, any yep. other major ones? So it's not this league year. It's not next league year. It's 2024. I'm I trying hope, to remember. Right. So I remember being mildly hungover at that, uh, at oh, that brunch. The other, the other main one is removing a roster spot. As yeah, we remove yeah. defenses. So removing defenses, which I think our implementation of defenses were half-baked. Honestly, if we wanted to bring defenses back, I think we would have to do, obviously, a defensive expansion draft. But if I were to bring them back, I would want a like seven defensive player. Like something yeah. like two in each position in a flex. Because mm-hmm. they were not valued hardly at all other than in i i saw it in like our our starting draft and i think someone has been picking like somebody took per people in the rookie drafts but not valued in trades and it was really just like a a juggling because there was always a a starting fringe linebacker that you could get in um but yeah so if, if we do it again i think we'd have to expand it but they're removed they're out i'm i'm going on record and saying and this is a new as of right now, term that I'm defining, and I call it the uh, the kicker test. If a position feels like a kicker in like normal redraft, where you can literally just like wake up hungover ten minutes before kickoff and slide one in that like, and it's not gonna like hurt your chances, that position 
makes no sense, right? Mm-hmm. Every position should be valid. I mean, unless it's like casual, right? But like, I mean, look at us. <laughs> I mean, nobody, nobody in their right minds. If we had the fucking lineup of us in in a real public place, and you say, "Do these guys look casual?" <laughs> They'd be like, "Hell no!" <laughs> oh, hopefully that blew out everyone's eardrums. I don't know if uh. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Oh, did we lose? Did we lose you? No, I just ripped a massive cough. Okay, that's good. Um, anyways, so kicker test. Uh, our defenseman did not did not pass it. In my other dynasty league, it's actually interesting. Kicking or eh, not kicking. The defenseman scores. <laughs> they score so many points. Uh, one time, I had Joe Schobert put up forty points on me. And I lost, and it kicked me out of the playoffs. <laughs> and then I went on this huge rant. Like, I dropped an absolute <laughs> essay about how stupid it was. But then I kind of, like, <clears throat> I didn't want to say that, like, you know, I'm going back on what I said. But I guess if you are going to have a <laughs> I'm not should, willing to sh- admit that I was no, wrong. No, no, no. <laughs> I will never admit I'm wrong. But uh, it does make sense. If you're going to have, because we only have two IDP, if you're going to have IDP... They might as well be able to make an impact. And from then on, I just kind of shut up about it. Um, yeah. I did also draft... Also sounds uh, like it sucks. Um, it's not terrible. I think one IDP would be the best. Like, if I was to ever bring it back, <laughs> I'd do one IDP, and I would make their scoring like that of, like, a tight end premium. <laughs> like, 10 points a tackle. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to get into, into IDP too deep, but what the last thing that I'll say on it is... I don't like a lot of the time in IDP about how it incentivizes like bad players in regards to like say cornerbacks, like cornerbacks that are targeted more often get more tackles, they get more passes deflected. You know what I mean? And also IDP a lot of the time is like a battle for like not not a battle, but players on worse defenses sometimes are more valuable just because they're on the field more. But yeah, I. I don't want to talk about IDP. <laughs> this is not uh, the IDP you're not, podcast. You're, you're not even going to give me a chance to retort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. All right, you got 10 seconds to, to right. tell you. My retort is that Jalen Hurts is still techner, like still scored as like a top 10 quarterback, and he's terrible. Well, so, like, wanna, we're, again, rewarding. You want to you wanna put a bet on where Jalen Hurts lands this year? Probably Actually, seven. All right. Let's take this into the next place because I've been trying to trade for a quarterback. Alright, so <laughs> question from viewer Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Jonah, how yeah. do you feel about your quarterback situation? You know, at times I have to make sure that I'm not just like convincing myself of things because I have I think I've called nearly every single person in the league inquiring about their quarterbacks. I have a spreadsheet about hot and cold levels on certain quarterbacks and how willing they are to deal them. And everyone's cold, dude. It's a fucking (laughs) Arctic circle in that spreadsheet, man. Mm -hmm. So I have started thinking to myself, like, what if I can't get one? And I started to think about NFL teams when, like, all the the good free agent QBs are signed. Or, like, you know what I mean? They can't fill a position. What do they do? You know, they got to pivot, make the best of a situation. And I'm not going to reveal what I'm trying to do, but I've come to terms that it might not be happening. Mm-hmm. And I need to figure out a way to win otherwise. That's... And it's kind of is liberating, right? Because you don't have to, like, to get a QB, I literally have to chop half of my leg off to go get one. Yep. You know? Yep. And, and I have, you have sent me offers. And 
I have not taken very fair offers. Like, and you'll tell me like when like Jonah and I are good friends for you guys that don't know that are listening. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes he talks to me about his fantasy football team, and I've heard some of the offers that you have like put out that have been declined, and it's like. How could you, like, you, Jonah, how could you offer something better, honestly, that wouldn't be just sabotaging your own team? Like, your offers are very good. They are, like, very, like, worthwhile taking and even overpays in, in many scenarios, many scenarios. And I think what you said is true of, it's a little bit liberating, like, you have Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones, uh, Matt Coral and cam newton uh no, but, no, no, no. don't even talk but about you it. have keep his name out your mouth. <laughs> you have like russell wilson very good daniel jones he honestly puts up points but the worry is is he going to be a starting quarterback but like that's all you need to win a championship especially when you have guys that you can fill into your super flex position that you yeah. would have to trade away in order to get that quarterback back yeah yeah, that, that was kind of what I came up with. Is like, all right, well, if I'm not going to start a quarterback in there, I pretty much just have to make sure that like I'm so insanely deep. You know what I mean? Um, which I think I am. Like if Olave goes off, we're looking good. But yeah, man, it's tough out there trying to get a QB. I I think you know a lot of times like I know Eric is really always questioning us reaching for QBs, and I think he has a valid point in that respect. But it makes sense. Like, I get it now. Like, because, like, people get a QB and they strap them straight to their roster. And they're not coming off. Yeah. So, you pretty much have to hope a guy on your bench gets promoted or, you know, it's... It's a tough world out there. So, to answer Kevin's question, I don't feel great, but I think... uh, I'm in the in the terms of stages of grief. I've gone to acceptance, and uh, I'm ready to win a championship, or at least make the playoffs. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Aiming high, and and I think yeah. part of part of the problem is the time of year. And this was another question from Kevin: is <clears throat> is the lack of trade action this off season a concern? And right now. In the, I think we did have a lot more trades in the last offseason, but I'm not overly concerned right now because of the, like relating to the way the way that I was talking earlier, right? You have you have teams both falling like out of contention, and you have teams both rising up back from like rebuilding back into contention, and nobody really knows how their team is standing right now, right? Because you need mm-hmm. to see the first three to four weeks at least, and you need to get a feeling of how your players are before you start making these moves. So there's no, like, obvious rebuilders going into the this season. And, like, everybody, everybody is back trying to win. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> once, you know, something starts, like, somebody's team starts underperforming or somebody's team just straight up is not as good as they thought it was going to be, then there could be movement of quarterbacks. There could be people that are rostering extra quarterbacks that they can all of a sudden like, oh, I, I have four starters or I I have someone that I know is a like true rental at the position. Say if Jimmy G gets a starting job somewhere, like through injury, through whatever, like you can all of a sudden approach Kevin and be like, Hey, I, I want this quarterback. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a trade for that. And that that holds true for, you know, all of the positions. So I think trading is gonna pick up mid season, but like we've we've all, like especially for me, 
I've been looking at my roster, and it's just like, I like how it looks right now. You know what? I'm willing to make moves, but I'm not going to overpay for something before the season before I know it's a true need. I know you feel the same way about your tight end position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we've had this discussion many times, and I think you're right. It doesn't make a ton of sense to deal some of these guys if you don't even know what the state of your team is going to be, let's say you're teetering or like what you're weakened. I remember I was talking to Eric trying to get a hold of get a hold of a quarterback, and um, you know he kind of gave me the same answer. He goes, "Well, let's talk four weeks in," which is exactly what I told you when you were trying to sell me a tight end. So I guess I can't fault him for that. Um, now, if we were to get through this entire, I I just don't think it's realistic that like trades trading will just stop. I think a lot of people are nervous to make the wrong move. Um, the trades that are getting shot off right now are guys, they're trades where you're just too deep at that position. Um, namely Kevin getting rid of Aaron Rodgers to, for a first to Duncan. Like that's basically like, Hey, I have just have too many QBs on my roster. And I think he finally like bit the bullet. I thought, I think he thought he was going to price gouge a little bit, but I don't think he, I don't think that came to fruition. Yeah. Rodgers for a first is good. Uh, I think that seems to make sense. I think it's good as a, as a Homer Packers fan. How many more years for Rodgers? Um, I don't know. Like on the on the part of my take podcast, he said two. Um, I could see three if we if we win one or if we get to the Super Bowl again, he might run it back. Um, but I would say two for sure. This will not be his last year. I think it's really hard to walk away from the game when you're playing at the level like that he is playing. You yeah, because I mean? there's gonna be like, too many what ifs. Uh, I mean, when. As a competitor, you know what I mean? How can you walk away when you are winning the MVP tweet? Like, he won the MVP last year, right? Yeah, the thing is, this dude's rewired his brain so many times with ayahuasca and fucking coffee enemas that I don't even know what's (laughs) going on in his head. Um, As long as he's fragging, which he should be, I mean, I uh, I think he'll be around for a while. I mean, and by that, I mean, I would be surprised if he retired after two. I think three is probably what I put my money on. Do you think? Do you think the a uh, quick hit? Well, as quick, maybe. Well, I'll get freedom, freedom for. Do you think the rift between the front office and Rogers is fully healed? Um. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever be fully healed because, but I think like, uh, it's not something I'm super concerned about right now. It's as gonna be as good as it as it can possibly be at this point. Yeah, I think so. I, uh, I'm actually, I think one thing that might, might be good for Rodgers in general is just, I think the NFC North could be better this year. Um, I think the Vikings are a bit on a slide, um, but <clears throat> I think the Bears and Lions could be a, a big deal. And so that competitiveness might make them, I don't know. This is not the Aaron Rodgers podcast, but I think he's got two years left in him at least. So I think a first makes sense. Thinking <clears throat> of the Vikings, why... When you think about their personnel, when you think about their productivity, I know you're uh, a resident Christian Kirk hater, Kirk Cousins, not Christian Kirk. Maybe you don't like him. You're a Kirk Cousins hater. Mm-hmm. There are many of why, us. Like, why? I look at the Vikings and I think, why could they not be a easily a 12-1 team, a 12-5 team? Like, they have the personnel, do they not? Uh, Thinking of their skill position players, I don't know their defense very well. They do have the uh, Rams offensive coordinator, right, coming over. That's why everyone everyone is – I've seen the posts. Uh, Justin Jefferson in the Cooper Cup role, and he's going to get like like 1,900 yards this year. 
And he also didn't rank Cooper Cup in his top five wide receivers in the league. It's pretty fucked hmm. up. What about what about did he rank him in like guys he'd like to hang out with or work out with in the summer? No, he didn't even give him. Not even props. on that list. No, that's fucked up. Guys um, he wants to eat know, breakfast with. <clears throat> This is going to sound funny. I, I, for me, the Vikings are a bit in that intangibles category right now, where they just don't have the grit. And I'm not even not, not even joking when I say that, because <clears throat> I think back to the first game of the year last year, they played the Bengals, and they were just, they're playing bad football, dude. They couldn't close it out. And you know, when you don't have that grit, that fucking, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what do they call it? Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Grit. Can't think of the word. <laughs> grit. Yeah, grit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, they just can't get it done. And they, they fired Zimmer, right? He's gone. They got the guy from... Uh... He still does have that hot wife, though. That's true. Uh, I didn't even think about that. No. Can't he didn't get a job, show. right? I don't know. I didn't keep up to date. I don't think date. he did. Mm. Well... So, <clears throat> on, on the topic, I yeah. like Delvin Cook. I think he's a good boy. And he's on Anwar's team, and Anwar won't trade me any of his players. And I feel like I do need to shout that out because... Hopefully he listens and comes to his senses on giving me all his good players. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing is I think you need, if you want Anwar's, like the character his team is chaos. So I think he needs to retain guys like Dalvin Cook who like will go be injured for four games straight. And then you see Anwar coming up and you're like, oh no, oh no. And then boom, all of his, like, all of his <laughs> players are healthy and Dalvin Cook lights you up for 35 points. And then now Anwar's in the chat talking shit. That's yeah. what t- Anwar's team is. Yeah. That's his identity. What do, what do you think what do you think <clears throat> Team Anwar Wild uh, maybe that's going to have to be a segment we prepare for of Team Anwar like signature players in the NFL I mean Tyreek was... Hill is definitely one of them and he oh, has yeah. Tyreek Hill yeah. yeah I actually like the inverse of guys Anwar would never roster <laughs> <laughs> just a guy that's consistent and just getting points like an Allen Robinson you know uh, what I mean he doesn't want <clears> not flashy no definitely doesn't but... want him. Uh, another guy, Anwar would roster. If Deshaun Jackson was still in the league, he would. He would roster him. Yes, he would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's get into the broom ball. Broom ball. Let's get into All the right. broom ball. Cue the music. What uh, is broom ball? We we were talking before the podcast on the winner gets to decide the uh, group gathering, and we thought the broom ball might have us all play a game of broom ball yeah and we're pretty sure it's on ice so that would be interesting i would say with a fair amount of certainty it would seem weird for it to not be on ice yeah yeah i mean it's 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 just hockey but like (laughs) with a broom and a ball you know (laughs) i'm pretty sure i've seen a youtube video of them playing broom ball what do you think came first hockey or broom ball Hockey, for sure. And it seems like one of those things where Broomball probably came first, and they like. But they didn't stand know. By that. They didn't know it was Broomball at the time. They were just out there like like competing, you know. This was. <laughs> there <are> no refs. <laughs> just just people up. <laughs> not a phone in sight. <laughs> not a phone in sight. I was trying to think of the saying. Not a phone in sight, dude. They're just out there playing Broomball. Jesus Christ. That's so that signal. Broomball. His team. We're going to talk his offseason, his draft picks. So, pre-draft, this was his trade. And it was the... I'm not going to tell you the players. Don't even think of them. Mm. Just think of it this mm. way. It was, yep. well, you can, it was the 1-1 he traded for... He traded Eric for 1-6, 1-10, and 20-22 second. 
What were your thoughts on that trade if you put yourself in your shoes pre-draft? Because <clears throat> at the time, Brees Hall was the consensus 1-1, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> consensus. I mean, well, it depends on who you ask. I guess my dad, it was Christian Watson. But... Uh, yeah. Well, you're going to have to get him on the phone. Yeah, we, we will. I think we did have him on one time, and his mic was terrible, right? Mm. So how did you feel about that trade when it went down pre-draft? Um, what was the trade again? One one. Broom Sorry, Ed just messaged me. Ed just messaged me and said he had he thinks he has Lyme disease. Well, I don't know what that means, but anyways, tell me he, the trade. He, <laughs> That's he, why I was distracted. He probably, got, he probably got bit by a tick in the gooch. He said he got bit by a tick. Really, from us disking? Yeah. I don't know. Should I get I ass ask... naked right now and fucking have Jesse check my <laughs> butt cheeks for ticks? I right. was worried about ticks when I went disking. I read a Reddit thread. People said, ticks have been the worst thing in years. But people on Reddit are absolute doomers, dude. Don't believe them <laughs> on anything. So Absolutely, dude. So the trade is 1-1, pre-draft. 1-1, giving away for 1-6, 1-10, and 2023-second. Uh, <sighs> is this just basically just a question, do we think Brees Hall is good? <laughs> is Brees Hall worth that amount of assets? is really uh, okay and, here's what and i think let me say how it played out because we're getting into not pre-feeling but just in general so the the trade turned out Brees hall for jameson williams james mm. cook and a second next year <clears throat> i think that makes sense okay so Brees hall i didn't get the hype at all and then i started to come around on it when i realized that Brees Hall is the only true like <clears throat> step into the scene with the ceiling missing, like like workhorse back in the draft, like guaranteed. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you could say we're probably going to get some of those guys, but at the time, no, no one knew. We knew Brees Hall was going to be the number one guy. Michael Carter haters don't want to hear this, or Michael Carter <laughs> owners don't want to hear this. Nick, close your ears, but he gone. It's Brees Hall's time. So if, if you're, <clears throat> I think Eric was in a position where he wanted to go out and get a young, like, like right, he's rebuilding. He wants a young workhorse running back. That guy fit the profile. Like, is he get good? Are the Jets good? I don't know, but he fit the profile. So I guess it's fine. Um, I yeah. think the return was actually decent. I think, you know, Jamison Williams, James, I mean, it gave Ben way more depth, right? Like, I actually like Ben's team better without, Hall on it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I like Eric's team more with Hall on it. So I think it made a lot of sense. Yeah. I remember at the time I thought it was a ripoff. I thought that it was favored on the Brees Hall side, but <clears throat> I know this is no not a gospel, but I plugged it in to keep trade cut right now and it was like mm. almost two times the value on uh Ben's side. It was almost two times <clears throat> the value on Ben's side. It was but <clears throat> Brees Hall could absolutely skyrocket in value. Right now, there's a there's a big log jam in like the running back five to like like twelve range of like mid tier like ranked at least on that site running backs, and he could explode. Like there's no reason why Brees Hall could not like become a Javante Williams type, like, after his first year <clears throat> ranked, like, valued, I should say, running back. But, I actually... 
gut. I, I think Brees Hall actually, like, his ceiling is actually kind of low. And the reason I say that is because I think, or sorry, it's not the highest. I think Kenneth Walker is probably the highest ceiling in terms of running back mm. in the draft. But Eric's got him too. I, <laughs> so. I think I think it, like Brees Hall, it depends how much you trust the Jets. Do you think they're incompetent? I don't think it's that high. But you remember, their head coach is still Robert Sala, right? Like, he came over from the Niners. He wants to run the ball. He wants to, like, establish that run. And he will give his, you know, number one running back a bunch of carries. So I think I think Hall's ceiling is as high, like, with the measurables, right? Ran a 4 3 9 40. Like, it's as high as any running back that has come out in, like, the last three years, you know? Like I remember, mm-hmm. I remember when when JT got picked by him, he was just like, "Oh yeah, get your guy JT from Wisconsin." But nobody expected him to be the obvious number one like running back asset. Like people can just have absolute pop off years and just be good at football. Like I think the mm-hmm. well, there's there's two pieces of risk, right? Like Colts obviously have a great O line and they want to wanted to run the ball at that time, and they were also protecting Carson Wentz from being terrible. Um, but Jets, I don't know. And like, you don't know how good their line is going to be. You have to have the question mark of, um, Zach Wilson. Like there's a little bit more there, but anyways, I think the move made sense. And I think it was even better in a sense of when you have the, like, you had a lot of holes in your lineup as like, I think objectively Ben had a lot of holes in his lineup and the ability to like, when you have a lot of holes in your lineup, you sell your elite asset for a bunch of people that can fill those holes. And you have a lot of more opportunity to then have those people appreciate and value. And all of a sudden your Mm. your team just looks a lot more complete. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, I don't, I know keep trade cut. It should never be the like, It should never be your like go-to evaluation of someone because I think that some of them are completely off, but I think it does have value in just seeing um, where your guys stack up in terms of like growth. You know what I mean? Like you look at a guy like Justin Jefferson and like he cannot appreciate in value anymore. He is literally at his top. Like he could not be any more valuable unless somehow he like puts up a crazier year than he did the year before. Mm-hmm. But then you look at a guy like, <clears throat> let's just say a guy I've been looking at, like Deontay Johnson, who I think he still has room to go up, and he's proven to be pretty good. So um, yeah. th- those are the guys that I'm targeting right now, is just guys that can increase in value, if that's what you're trying to do. And if and I think you should always be trying to do that, but rebuilding teams definitely have to focus on that. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be going out and buying vets that are like, well, I actually don't completely agree with that i have actually turned into like if you're rebuilding and you want to compete soon like not in two years you should probably go and grab a vet or two um i'm not saying that's the right move but if you want to compete if that's what you want to do mm-hmm. then you should be able to do that i um, think vets are undervalued in general and and i think like the cons- my feeling on keep trade cut is i have trades that i like and sometimes i'll put them in there and be like oh i'm losing this trade and i'm okay with it but there's also times where i put trades in where i'm like uncertain that i and i don't really i don't really like them and i'll just put them in to see like my feeling on them and like 
there's some trades that I'm winning, and I'll, I'll be like, I don't like them. But what it, what it it gives a it gives a insight into like what the general community is feeling, and that is very interesting because I think our fantasy league is kind of like the general community, though there are some big outliers on like how people evaluate <clears> the player evaluation. Yes, there's some big outliers. And that's okay. I mean, that's uh, there's no like if somebody if if somebody sent me like if I declined a trade and someone sent me a screenshot, it's just like look at you're winning this trade. I'd be like, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> I, I don't. I think do it's it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's actually good though. Like with like uh like one for one trades, I think it's generally pretty damn close. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, one thing I will say about the outliers though is I look at a situation like my dad uh taking. Wilson when he wanted to take Jones at the two spot last year and I think to myself that outlier was actually right now you could call it luck you could call it being like knowing what he's talking about I'm not going to make that call but like if you were to ask me right now do I want Wilson or Mac Jones I'm saying Mac Jones all day and I know that sucks for him but like the point is is that you know keep trade cut is not always going to be right the consensus the consensus is not always right so uh that's what makes fantasy fun you know what i mean if it was pre- yeah. that, it was if it was super predictive then it would suck right it'd be too formulaic yeah and you know who has mac jones ben does he does he let's, does let's, let's let's keep let's keep talking about ben because this is the ben episode so so what did he do with those picks so those picks that he got how was his draft this year uh he went ahead and took uh so he traded away his first pick and he <clears throat> picked on the board at the time, I will say my best available for me, uh, was Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, uh, and then probably like Chris Olave. And he took Jamison Williams. Do you like mm-hmm. that pick? Um, in, in, terms, in, ter- bleh, in terms of upside, I think it was probably the highest, right, at that position. Um, like Jamison Williams could be really, really, really good. Um, yeah, and I think you need a couple of those guys, in right? College. He was a stud in college. But he had injury history, right? Like that's, well, just that was just like he... one. Yeah, I think it's a good pick, man. I mean, like when you're rebuilding, you got. I think you have to like <laughs> diversify. I, I view it too much like the stock market sometimes, but you really do have to diversify your portfolio. You have to have some really reliable guys. Like these guys are gonna be there. This guy's good. He's gonna have a role. And then you got to pick a Jameson Williams guy who, you know, this guy could take my team to the next level. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think all it takes is one. I think the Jamison Williams pick. I think it's a really high upside pick. I think if he doesn't, uh, I believe he tore his ACL. Um, if he doesn't tear his ACL, I think he is the obvious like number one wide receiver off the board. The number one wide receiver off the board in the real NFL draft, Drake London. Um, I can tell you, I picked behind him. I was stoked that he did not pick Drake London. So I think I prefer London, but I don't really have a problem with it, just because like. Honestly, the like Burks, Williams, London, Wilson, and even Olave to a degree, it's such like a tight pack of like it's who you like best out of that. And I honestly wouldn't I wouldn't fault anybody for taking like any of those as the first of the pack. So, mm-hmm. but I preferred London by a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like Jameson Williams is one of those guys where. You know when DK popped off and everyone's like, "How could we have not seen this coming?" You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that—that that, I think that could be this pick. Uh, Damn, three cone numbers. <laughs> yeah, 
there's always but there's always going to be like a pick in the draft where you're like how could i have not have seen this coming yeah and like you're you like had a shot at him right like like if they're in the back half of the first like there's a good shot that you had a shot at him assuming you had draft picks mm-hmm. um so i and I, that's what i love is i you know like because you're not always going to get them but like like you know i i got gibson one time my dad got james robinson duncan got metcalf like those picks that are late those feel so good yeah um you know, yeah. Isaiah Pacheco could be that this year. Yeah, yeah. No he one put least, in a bid. He's, what the keep, hell he's, keep, he's keeping your morale high, at least IRL. Oh, Pacheco. yes. The locker room has been in disarray <laughs> since we missed the missed the playoffs again. But <laughs> Pacheco comes in, and he's just like that fresh blood, dude. He's, you know, you, when you're like, one, two, three, ah, oh, three. He's doing like the like the chance at the end, dude. Mm-hmm. You're getting people hyped up, so it chills down your spine. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching misses the cut, that would be hilarious. <laughs> So, so the next the next pick he got back, uh, the one ten in that trade, and he takes James Cook at the one ten. How do you feel about Cook? Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, Ben. When they made the pick, I didn't know that guy's name. Uh, really? I didn't know who he was. So I James, mean, no, I knew I James would... James Cook was the running back. I actually forget the team, but uh, oh, he was on Georgia. So James Cook was on Georgia, and he was uh, a split back with Zamir White. So, like, a split, mm-hmm. like, they both split carries. But James Cook was seen as much more of the pass catching um, in the Georgia team. But when Buffalo took him, I thought, um, I don't want to say the sky is the limit. Like, well, I don't want to say the, the outer space is the limit, but I'll I'll say the sky, you know, like the clouds. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> Buffalo, yeah. it's a very good offense. They are giving, in my opinion, as someone who owned Devin Singletary, Nev- he's not a standout player. He's like, he's okay. He's very serviceable for fantasy, especially last year. He was quite good for fantasy. But I think if Cook can get consistent carries, I like him. I, I like, <clears throat> like, he kn- knows how to catch the ball. They invested a third um, a couple years back on. Uh, Zach Moss and the fact that they're investing like a little bit higher draft capital on like I'll, I'll say any second and third round draft capital to me on running backs is high draft capital. The fact that they're spending that on another running back means that they plan to use them and give them opportunities and there's no reason why he couldn't become um, I don't want to say a bell cow but a highly productive fantasy player. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a situation where like he literally just has to be better than Zach Singletary and Zach Moss, and I feel like that's not a very high bar right now. Yeah. Um, I think Zach Moss is as dead in the water as you can be as a running back, and then Singletary is, seems like the guy that just is gonna like, he's just gonna hold it down. He's the vet. He's been there. Um, know. So yeah. yeah, I think when when Ben made the pick, I'll just say this: he was super stoked. He was like, "I'm so happy with that pick." So <clears throat> just in general. Ben was very happy with his draft. Um, he said it multiple times. Was um, he cooked? Um, I think near the end when he got a hold of that, uh, he got a hold of that popcorn bag. Ah, dude. I'm joking, dude. He crushed, crushed <laughs> the like. It, uh, was it a kettle corn? I think it was like some sort of like flavored popcorn. Mm. And in the morning, he was still talking about how bad his stomach hurt. 
Ah. He he fell asleep eating it on the on the couch, dude. He got caught in the G lock popcorn. <laughs> Get a corn G lock. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me just say this. I'm I'm so in terms of rule changes, I'm so glad we set a precedent on the weekend because if everyone doesn't make the draft next year, obviously like things come up. You know, financially it could be hard to fly with fucking prices this high and people not wanting to work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I really want everyone to be on the draft list next year. Because the pandemonium from, like, the 6th pick to, like, the 12th was, like, all time. Like, you could have played the Benny Hill theme. Like, with people running from room to room, dude. You, you would think that someone had the nuclear codes. Because, like, every single pick, they'd be like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and then, like... Just everyone, you'd see oh, the, wait! <laughs> you'd see the pick go in and someone like, all right, step into my office. I, I don't think I saw Lepar for, like, an hour. Because he just had, like, taken... I think he had a desk set up in one of my rooms, and dude, it's, like, in Hard Knocks, and he's like, come in, sit down. He's like, we're cutting you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, is that... What else did he draft? Do we have anything so, else? So, yeah, draft? yeah. I mean, he had a lot of picks. I might have I misspoke. It looks like he might have picked up Eric second uh, this year as well. I'm not sure if it was in that trade or a different one. But he picks uh, the fucking camp hype monster george pickens at 2-4 oh wow that's a great that's great value is that is it not a uh pretty this is a pretty insane draft to be honest like the the way that things are going right now i i I haven't heard any i haven't heard any james cook praise of training camp hype trains but the way that the way that the draft shaped up for him so um if i if it was me in the slot i probably wouldn't have grabbed cook at 110 i probably would have grabbed olave but if he grabs olave at 110 he doesn't get a running back a, like a high upside <clears throat> running back yeah. and he came back around and gets pickens at 24 which i mean I uh, there are few people who are reaching the camp hype levels of George Pickens right now. Yeah. Yeah, and and with uh, Deontay essentially, I mean, I'm not saying he's for sure gone, but I mean, there's a good chance Deontay's gone next year. No, no, no. He signed a two-year extension. So oh, he's did he? the, Yeah, he did sign a two-year extension. So he's there two mm-hmm. more years. But there is a reality to it that Claypool is not who he thought he was. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. Claypool never. So you. <clears throat> Uh, something that I have changed my mindset on a little bit is like if you're getting targets, you earn targets, and Claypool has never earned like a really high target number. Um, you could blame it on the old noodler, uh, Roethlisberger, <laughs> that, that he can't throw deep. But I, I think Pickens has a chance. You know, if Claypool walks, there's no reason why he could not take over usurp like the number one wide receiver i know deontay johnson did just have a pretty darn good year um without a phenomenal quarterback but pickens could be great i think that's a great pick i i don't think like looking at the picks behind that it was jahan dotson matt coral rashad white uh is that damone pierce sorry i don't know i don't remember damien pierce damien pierce yeah uh like that's <clears throat> That's a good. That's a good pick. As like, it's a good pick then. It's still a good pick now. Like, it's even better pick now. Yeah, I, I think it was a great draft for him, and uh, it's good to have these like, it's good to have these these teams that have not seen a lot of success have a lot of things to look forward to, um, because <clears throat> you could certainly see teams that. Uh, shoot themselves in the foot by reaching and stuff like that. But going with these guys that just have high upside. Um, 
you know, can make an impact pretty quickly. They're on a team where there's an obvious, like, you know, there's an obvious spot to getting snaps. Um, that's really exciting. And it might not pan out, but if it does, and Broomball's a tank, it just <laughs> makes the league more interesting, right? An, an absolute unit. <laughs> um, speaking of tanks, I mean, I know this is a Broomball segment, but <clears throat> if uh, Broomball is a phoenix coming out of the ashes, who's the uh, who's the tank heading into war this year? Uh... Who is the tank? I mean, I, I'm gonna say it right now. If if there's any if anything happens to CMC, Kyle's gonna burn that shit down immediately. Yeah, Kyle is looking slim. I think I was I was looking at Kyle's team and I was a little bit worried when I was looking. At it. <laughs> what like, is the it, Kyle episode? <laughs> uh, I think we did one last year, so he's not uh-huh. he's not on for a bit. But I don't know that it's Kyle. I I think if if it's Kyle's team, I think it's like a one year rebuild. I think like mm-hmm. uh, he should not invest in a heavy rebuild, especially since he has Ridley coming back next year, and mm-hmm. I think Ridley is gonna eat, like still. Um, and he has he has a lot of wide receivers that I that are upside wide receivers right now. So if any of them pop, I, I don't think we're really talking about it too much. It's just his, um, and he's got two solid quarterbacks in Kyler and Stafford. So. Maybe him. Um, I mean, we've been. I have thought that trading for Anwar's picks. I have thought Anwar's team has been on the knife's edge of a rebuild for two years now. Like mm-hmm. the the fact that Tom Brady has has uh, taken his fantasy team and put it on his back. Like mm-hmm. and Leonard Fournette, like be, Leonard Fournette and Tom Brady, the Buccaneers, and he had Gronk. If like, so potentially him. John said he's never gonna rebuild, so maybe at some point we would we need to reclassify the definition of a rebuild. Like if you're <clears throat> the worst team and you're picking first, like even if you uh-huh. don't admit it, it's a rebuild. Um, uh-huh. and then you also have Nick's team. But I don't think Nick wants to ever rebuild. But it's just his team's getting older, and it has question marks at quarterback. So at some point, if you're not going to make the playoffs, you call it like a maybe a one year. Uh, that's what mm-hmm. they say—not a rebuild, but a reload. You know what I mean? Yeah, those those re, like the retool is what they call it back home. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I think that like to have to do a rebuild like Eric. Kevin and uh, Justin are doing. You just have to really just botch your startup that bad, or get super unlucky. And I'm not saying they botch their startups, but <clears throat> I mean, speaking from someone who botched their startup in my other league, you know, when you're drafting De- Devonte Freeman in, in the third round uh, or the fourth round in your startup, it's, it's bad vibes. Yeah. Okay? There's you really cannot recover. Yeah, it's it's a tough position to be in. And they committed to it first, and I think due to them committing to it first and early, they're coming out of it so fast, and their teams are good. So mm-hmm. it it was a uh, it was a uh, positive. Um, yeah. So back back to Ben's team. Um, overall, looking at his team, I think he's made some pretty good moves. I think he has secured like a solid starting quarterback stack of. Tua and Mac Jones, right? Young mm-hmm. <clears throat> potential franchise. I think Mac Jones showed, like, especially if his offense gets better, I think he showed, like, great for anybody in the first year that you can expect. Uh, Tua mm-hmm. is an unknown, and I know Kevin was down on him and moved off of him 
purposefully, but they invested in the offense around him a lot, and there's no reason why he can't be good. So I I think his quarterbacks are just fine. Yeah, I'm like a little concerned about like Mac Jones in general, and I know a lot of people are like, why would you be concerned about Mac Jones? <clears throat> um, you know, I was in the L22 checking out some film, and by that I mean I was watching someone else break down film for me because I don't know anything about football. And uh, he did make the case that Mac Jones uh, is really good on like design plays where he knows when a guy is going to get open. Really, you know, the X's—he's a real X's and O's guys. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes down to like man coverage. You know, where he doesn't really know who's going to get open and things might break down a little bit. Um, he really struggled and threw a lot of picks. Um, whereas, again, zone coverages, he kind of knows, like, oh, this guy will get open now. You know what I mean? Um, but he also was a, I mean, he's young, so these guys can improve. Yeah. Um, and I would assume that they probably, like, I don't think the Pats are going to try and go for another quarterback for at least another two years, so. Yeah, yeah. So I so I like his depth there. He has the anti-hype train of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as his like running back one right now. And mm-hmm. that's someone who I have been interested in acquiring. I've been poking around in the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but I don't fault him for the valuation because he's still the Chiefs running back one, the potential best offense in the league. Like you can't like, I think what people generally value and would say is a fair trade for Edwards Lair, I don't know. I don't know if it is. I mean, you have to hedge, is he as bad as people think he is? <laughs> I, 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 think, I think, if I remember correctly, you are not an Edwards Lair guy. There are so many amendments in the Constitution. <laughs> I can only choose one. I plead the pit. Uh, no, ah! but uh, pit. No, shout I don't. Out, I don't. Shout, th- out, shout out right now, sorry to interrupt. Shout out to Justin. He said he drove past, flew the coop today, and he was thinking about it. He, I think no, he wanted. I, he, I think he wanted. I, mean, I think he wanted that AZ hat. <laughs> You're muted. Um. <clears throat> so. So yeah, I'm not a big CH guy. Um. But we're coming up on kind of around the time where we wanted to cool it down. Do you want to maybe just kind of do one final look at Ben's team and maybe just yeah, think about yeah, uh... yeah. Let's work through let's work through the rest of this team, um, and then we'll wrap up after that. So okay. he's got the James Cook at running back, uh, Zamir White, which was a pick we didn't catch, uh, but Zamir White does have potential. Josh Jacobs, uh, I don't remember if they declined his fifth year or picked it up. I think it was a decline. Um, so, uh, opportunity there if they don't re-sign him and he show, and Zamir White shows as competent. Um, his wide receivers are as cracked as they are jacked. I would say that they are full of opportunity depending on how much you trust the Lions offense. Cause he does have, uh, Jameson Williams and Amonra. Hmm. Hmm. I've had a couple beers, Ben. Don't say things that get me all riled up. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm on Ross St. Brown. I'm not going to say it, but I'll say it. He's got it. All right. And you think he had a hell I, of a end. He had a hell of a stretch at the end of the year last year. I really like him. I'm not willing to pay, you know, wide receiver one value for him, but I am willing to pay for him now to fill holes that Ben might have. Um, ben and I have been, 
in talks, it's tough to really. It's really tough, tough to get right something. <clears throat> I told him, let's get on the course tomorrow. Get on the old disc golf course, and all the best deals are made on the course. So, yeah. you know, you might see that trade come through. You might not. But, um, you know, if if he had a hole to fill, wow, that wording you're, is weird. You're you're willing you're you're willing to be the filler. <laughs> I could fill it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I think he is a dark horse for the playoffs this year on Like, I think he could 100%. be a person that makes the playoffs if yeah. his players pop, right. Um, running back is really just the, the, the missing, the missing key right now is running back for him, for me. So last starting spot on his team, tight end, uh, Cole Komet, uh, a lot of people like him. I am not a huge fan. Uh, so he has Cole Komet and Irv Smith. I don't want to leave out Irv Smith, but, <laughs> I'm not a Nerf Smith truth, truther. I'm not a Cole Komet truther. Um, I think that Cole Komet could pop, uh, but I am not a fan of anything in the Bears offense other than Justin Fields and David Montgomery. Mm. Yeah, man. I just uh, I, I, speaking of QBs, I've been trying to get. I've been trying. I've, I've watched all of uh, Justin Fields' plays from the preseason game. And uh, I should say that he looks like trash, but in reality, I really like what I see, and I want to go get him. Um, and that, in turn, increases Colkman's value. That being said, they just added a lot of weapons to that offense. Byron Pringle, they got Mooney, who looks amazing. <laughs> Byron Pringle, Velas Jones Jr. Dude, they N- literally pulled out all the stops. <laughs> Nikhil Harry, dude. Yeah, Nikhil Former Harry. Former first-round pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so they, but honestly, like the real talk is they have Mooney and Mooney looks good. I don't know if you watched that preseason game. He looks good. I didn't. didn't. I'm really good. I'm in denial on how good Mooney is due to trading him away. So yeah, I hear you. you I, I you, just, know I, you know what I mean when that happens? I, I know. And I can't, and I, I know that you traded him away, and I'm not trying to taunt you, but he looked good. I'm not yeah, going to yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Mooney is on Matt's team. Matt is going to happen this year. We haven't gone over Matt's team yet. Um, who who other teams have we not gone through? I mean, there's so, got to be five, so exactly. Upcom, upcoming on the list is uh, we, we hit Ben today, uh, so in no particular order. Just clocked um, him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, John, Matt, Justin, and then me and you. Okay. So me and you, I think we're going to save for last for an absolute uh, fantasy podcast extravaganza. I think if we hit both of our teams, we probably could go four hours. We'd probably have to do Marcus Saturday. <laughs> Pen it in at this point. Could be tonight, dude. It depends uh, on how Yeah. Uh, with Anton as the guest late night. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I would release that. How do we convince people? <laughs> all right, all right. This slowly devolves. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I, so what? What do you think on? Uh, we did it last year. I think this is a this is a fun light thing. Um, what do you think? How do you think he performs this year? Where? What do you think if you were if you were a betting man? How many? How many wins? I think if and he gets it in, is out of uh, what is it? A fourteen week regular season now out of twenty eight. I think if he gets in, he's going to win a playoff game. If he doesn't get in, um, if he doesn't get in, what it means is that one of those, like either Connor or Williams didn't hit or they have yet to break out. Um, if he doesn't get in, you got to hope that at least these guys are showing promise and they're not dead in the water because then he can either pivot off of them if he wants um, while they still have value or uh, he can just ride out their, their blow up. 
Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one for me. I think I would probably put him in the um I'd probably put him in like the 10 and 18 zone for me. I just don't have the running back consistency to put him above a lot of these other teams. Like yeah. most other teams have at least a bell cow and I don't think the like the wide receivers that he has, while we like them for their upside, it is upside at this point. It's like looking at him, he doesn't have any true win now pieces, which is good when you're a rebuilding team, but it's it's not like it's not like eke out wins, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. true upside players. It's probably it probably be, would, would be a good team in a like best ball league, you know what I mean? Like you get those mm. you get those big pop off numbers but i say 10 and 18 um oh yeah for his record you said 10 and 18 record yeah i think i'd put him a little higher but i agree like he needs running backs um i th i wouldn't be surprised if he went out and made a move for a running back and got it i think he wants to compete this year he's yeah. a competitor dude he gets the broom in his hand <laughs> and in it's great. He has been. <laughs> I will. I have to apologize publicly. He has been barking up my tree, trying to acquire one of my running backs, and I feel bad because, I, like, he wants to get a deal done, and I've been very busy recently, and like, I just I can't find anything that works, and I don't want to send anything insulting, but the guy is very engaged. He wants to win. He wants to get some good running backs. So I think you're right. He wants, he <laughs> mm -hmm. wants that dub, that dubski. And he's got an extra 2024 fourth on his roster. He is, he is, or not 2024 fourth, first. He's packing an extra first. So <sighs> capital to make moves. I thought you were making a joke because, uh, he just tried to tack on a fourth to one of our trades to get the deal done. And I said, I just responded with like, a, I don't want a fourth, LOL. And he goes, kind of insulting, but okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think at this point, like everyone's just so engaged in the league that it's just, it feels really good to be, it feels good to be around a group of guys like this, as Nick would say. Yeah, yeah. It's... It's not something that we should take for granted. You know what yeah. I mean? Having a fantasy league as good as this one is with as invested everybody is, like, that's that. If this is the ideal situation, if you were to build a fantasy league. Yeah, yeah, this is like. In the range of outcomes, this is in like the 95th percentile. Like, the, the 100 percentile is me winning the league at least once. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever get there? No. Um, Depends how long the lead runs. So like I'm in I'm in the situation where like I've now I, I've now like gone in the the hole of doing the math and if I would have just like started this player I would have made the playoffs and won the league. And now that I've done that math I'm like eternally fucked. <laughs> I mean I have gone I'm at the point where I just don't want to have to do a hard rebuild because doing a hard rebuild in this league has got to be brutal. You know the, the margins are yeah. so razor thin. You know what I mean? Other like some other leagues, like won't name names, but you can pretty much get away with murder in some other my leagues. You can um, kill legally. Yes, yeah, legally. <laughs> it was in the contract. Yeah. Um, but margins are hard. I, you know, I people who are rebuilding in this league, it's a tough thing to do, assuming you don't draft in the twenty twenty uh, draft class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quarterbacks are off the board fast, and it is uh, it's difficult. All right. Yeah.
this is it. That's it. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we're going to try and uh, at least knock out the people who haven't been addressed yet. I think we can do it. Um, and uh, yeah, let's get ready for some football. Hell yeah. Cheers to that, brother. All right. All right. See you all soon. See you.